Welcome to the Lead with Levity podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Walker. And last time, a couple weeks ago, I was so happy and excited to welcome you to 2021. This week, (laughs) I'm disturbed. I'm perturbed. And I'm a little bit concerned about our direction. I mean, we've had a string of violence this year in my state and across the nation, from protests that turn violent all the way to petty squabbles between teenagers that lead to homicide. It's not pretty. Are we so anxious and divided and mistrustful of others that we can now justify violence? And I want to ask, what if we all followed the code of do no harm? How might that transform our relationships, our cities, and our businesses? And if you're wondering where I'm going with this, then here we go. (laughs) Today's topic is kindness. And before you switch off (laughs) and ask me, what is the business case for kindness? I get it. What's the business case for breathing? What about maintaining the basic physical health of your employees? It's a foundational element to having a healthy employee who can work. That's basic, right? The way we interact is just as important as breathing. And yet sometimes we take these things for granted. And if we want to break down silos and have this hot work environment where we can throw a party, people show up, they stick around, they don't take the plate back to their office then we need to build in fundamentals like kindness. You need that foundation to get to the fun. And I had the pleasure of speaking to Miss Cole Baker Bagwell of Cool Audrey about this recently, and we'll dive into the interview in just a moment. And before that, I'm going to go ahead and pause for a second to let you hit that subscribe button. All right, good. You did that. Wonderful. We will go ahead and get started with our highlight, and then we'll get into the full episode. It's time for a sneak peek. So as we think about both of those opportunities for kindness and for levity, it's, I think it's just really so cool, Heather, because it gives people an opportunity to unfold and show up as more real versions of themselves and then to connect in that way. It's, it's like taking the mask off. Don't be afraid to laugh. Don't be afraid to be honest. Take a few risks. And I think it requires that we have to rethink the experience that we want and need to have in this thing called work. Everybody should be giving pause to that right now, especially. And now on with the show. I'm Dr. Heather Walker, and this is Lead with Levity. I help leaders create awesome work environments where communication is light enjoyable, and uplifting. I shed light on the power of levity at work. Imagine just how much you can get done in that kind of environment. Come explore with me. Welcome back to the Lead with Levity podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Walker, and it's my pleasure to share this wonderful next story with you. My guest today is Cole Baker Bagwell, 
also dubbed CB2, and Cole is the founder and kindness director of Cool Audrey, which is actually interesting. It's like this anti-consultancy that is leading a kindness revolution in business. And she's dedicated to helping people become more mindful, helping companies become kinder, and also getting them to the place where they can create really exceptional outcomes. I'm really interested to learn a little bit about Cole, her story, how she built this thing from the ground up, and what we can take away from Cool Audrey. Cole, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Welcome to the show. And can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Who, who is Cole? Oh, wow. Who is Cole? She is an unapologetic, is she's an unapologetic free spirit finding her way through this world one minute at a time. I spent, I spent a couple of decades in corporate America, really in a very unexpected way uh, that I arrived there, but landed there and I took a lot of lessons from that place and always had this sense that there was something bigger that I needed to be doing with my life. I got super brave and lived into my nature and here we are. So that's who I am. I'm, I'm also a mom of proud boy mom of a young man named Luke who lives in Brooklyn, New York. I am happily married, couple of dogs, live in the beautiful city of Raleigh, North Carolina and leading a kindness revolution in business. So yeah, is the revolution televised? Gosh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if it were televised, given the TV we have right now? I hope one day it will be. I I really do, Heather. I hope one day we can televise people coming together in this spirit of connection and doing no harm and not quite yet. Working our way there. Not quite yet. I'd, I'd, I'd love to have, I don't know if you remember, I was a child of the 70s. So there used to be this fabulous commercial by Coca-Cola. And there was this beautiful mm-hmm. little song about, right, buying, buying the world a smile. And all of these people oh, yeah. connecting hands around the world. That's my vision for business. <laughs> that very thing right there. So hope one day, one day we'll work up to it. How do you, when you go talk to an executive for example, about this, what do you lead with? Is it the Coca-Cola story or do you lead with (laughs) metrics? (laughs) I I ask this question because I had an interesting conversation with a family member, actually. And this individual had all of the best intentions. And they were like, I really love your message. I think it's awesome but I see that you've got a lot of pastels and you've got some pink in there and executives don't like pastels and they don't like pink. Right. (laughs) Have you considered changing your colors? And I was like, it's more than the colors. (laughs) The colors have meaning. They do. They do. But it's much more than the colors when you go into an organization and you're working to sell them on this concept and this idea idea and why this is so important for them and their people. So I'm so curious about when you and when you go into an organization and you're saying, I am the kindness revolution and I'm bringing it to you. (laughs) What does that look like? Yeah. 
It's a great question. So firstly, I would say that to be very transparent, I don't want to work with every company. Not every company is going to be a good candidate for me. Not every leader is going to be a good candidate for this work. And the reason is there are a lot of people in business that are saying a lot of really pretty words, but they're not living into those things. They're not willing to do the work that they need to do to Mm. forge the type of connection between people that Cool Audrey is about. They're not willing to actually live into their values to a place where they can provide proof or evidence of those things. Too, far too many people, I think, just want to check a box and have change. And that's not how it works. So the people I'm engaging with are automatically going to be people who already get some of those fundamental things. So that's great. Then I'm bringing in lessons from, I've been a mindfulness practitioner and a yogi for 26 years. So mm-hmm. I am bringing in lessons from my mat about something we never talk about in business, which is the soul side of things, coupled with two decades of hardcore business experience that I had working with companies out on the West Coast, as well as Wall Street, and then a lot in between. And then I I pair those things with research around kindness and around the neuroscience about the way people are naturally wired. As we think about the things that leaders and companies are really trying to create, they are working toward revenue. They're working toward you know, product innovation. They're working to meet their customers in a different way. Well, you can't really have any of those things without kindness. Because from a research standpoint, kindness creates trust, collaboration, and those things lead to innovation. And that sort of as the catalyst for the conversation, right? It's like, listen, if you're not thinking mm. about your people, if you're not thinking about how you're living into the things that you say you value. You're not focusing on amplifying these people and you're not focusing on the importance of human connection. You're completely missing the boat. Right. Right. So so it becomes this really science meets research meets business experience meets philosophical conversation that I think is, is largely unexpected by a lot of folks in business these days. And that's pretty fun and cool for me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So how do you weed through the good candidates for what you offer versus candidates who maybe are just talking the talk? I have a couple of ways I do that. One is I have a really strong intuition and it's always served me well in my life and in my business. Sitting down and having a conversation with somebody, I will be able to to tell pretty quickly if they're genuine or not. It's just the way I'm wired. But from a, from a more sort of fact-based place, I have a few questions on my website. They're just really three simple questions. And it's around investments of time, energy, and money. Are they willing to do that and able to do that? Because it absolutely takes those things to create this type of momentum inside of an organization. Number two, are they really willing to live into the values that they say that they hold dear. So if they tell me that empathy is important, if they tell me that diversity is important, if they tell me that transparency is important or openness or whatever other word they choose, are they absolutely able to show evidence of those things in their decision-making in the ways that they treat people, I want to know that there's some substance there because that's a really good place to start if there is. And then the third piece is, are they willing to roll up their sleeves and be an instrumental part of 
of creating this change that they want and need to see inside of their organization? Are they willing to model these things, these practices that I share with them? Are they willing to become a catalyst for bringing people together from you know, different parts of the organization to really create this fluidity and, and this connection and this language, this new language and sets of behaviors? If they satisfy those three things, then we have a meeting. And then when we have the meeting, like I said, I think most people are, my experience has been most people are, are really ripe and ready for the work if they make it that far. But if they're not, within a few short minutes, we're able to tell. <laughs> Maybe it becomes a conversation of it's, it's not quite time for you. Let's revisit this when yeah. it's more, more stable. Right, right. I, I could definitely see how time and energy investment would be a really good way to weed through because mm-hmm. some people will go and hire a consultant and expect the world to change (laughs) without doing anything. Like I gave you my vision. I gave you my values. Now go change my culture. And that's just not how it works. When you have to make the communications with your teams, you have to check in, you have to be there, you have to show up on a consistent basis. Me as the consultant, I'm not the one who has to do that. You have to do that. And even after I walk away, you still have to be there and to continue that. If you're not willing to learn those skills and create those new habits, and even anything that is built over that engagement is going to fall apart pretty quickly after the consultant leaves. Yeah, absolutely agreed. And when we're talking about change, I mean, any type of, of change, like my favorite word, Heather, is the word transformation because it's used, it's yeah. used without any real understanding of what that is, or maybe people understand and, and then that would become even sadder for me because transformation is about profound change, like moving from like a chrysalis to a butterfly. And to see that Mm -hmm. kind of change take place, firstly, it does take time. It does take energy and people have to be inspired. And so from a leadership standpoint, they have to stay engaged, but they have to be the inspirational force behind this thing that they want to manifest, right? And so mm-hmm. that takes intention. And then there's attention that's required. And so my job is to create a, a really steady and solid launch pad for them to take off from that place. But it is absolutely the job, and it's not the job of any one person, as you well know through your work, to lead these types of changes. It's everyone, every single person, right? Companies are just communities, and it takes everyone in the community participating and working toward the community that they want to build together or realize or experience together, right? Right, right. It's all of that. So if an organization is interested in experiencing more levity. Mm -hmm. And I totally believe that, and in my model, something that's really important to put into place. And that being caring, (laughs) that caring factor, caring about the impact that you have on other people and adjusting accordingly. When we talk about levity and we talk about kindness, do you have any strategies or recommendations for how you can lead with kindness, levity and kindness? Yep. So that's a great question. Kindness to me, I think it's important to define it. Kindness to me means it's not like the soft, squishy stuff. It means to do no harm. And so if you begin to think about 
all the different processes and policies and business and the interactions people have, whether they're through email or text or Zoom or whatever, right? In person, like the good old days when we used to go in person. Mm -hmm. If you think about really just pause and, and think about all of the places where harm is being done, and I'm not talking about like yeah. egregious harm. I'm talking about you're in a, in a meeting and someone is has given you the courtesy of time and you're checking email. So as I think about that, that's how I define doing no harm. That's how I define kindness in business. And it is a shift in mindset. And I think for both levity and for right. in both cases, they give us the opportunity to be more human to take some risk, right? And because the person that's showing up to work is the same human being that is home with kids or home in their community or at their church or wherever they are. It's the same human Mm -hmm. being. The tasks are just different. So as we think about both of those opportunities for kindness and for levity, it's, I think it's just really so cool, Heather, because it gives people an opportunity to unfold and show up as more real yeah. versions of themselves and then to connect in that way. It's, it's like taking the mask off. Don't be afraid <laughs> to laugh. Don't be afraid to be honest. Take a few risks. And I think it requires that we have to rethink the experience that we want and need to have in this thing called work. Everybody should be giving pause to that right now, especially. Yeah, (laughs) I love that because it really highlights the importance of the moment and how you show up with other people in the moment. So my definition of levity is that it's a shared moment that is uplifting, amusing, and light. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about a culture of that, it's stacking those moments every single day Mm -hmm. so that eventually... and we get this spread and we create a culture, we create habits, we create behaviors that continue. And when you're talking about doing no harm and describing that, I'm thinking about all of those small slights throughout the day and turning those around when someone walks into your space, actually looking at them and taking your hands off of the keyboard, off the mouse, off of your phone, looking at them as well. So all of those little things, are there any other sort of common errors or even really moments where people do it right? They get it right. Yes. So I'm going to address the errors first, because I think that as we think about- It's easier. (laughs) Well- well, it's, it's the place where we really need to have attention, right? And yes, there are far more examples of those places. But as I think about your definition of levity, the shared moment of something being uplifting and light, humorous, again, it requires that human beings are willing to be a little vulnerable and show up as themselves. And I, I, I don't think that our corporate culture has given people historically an opportunity to, to do that. They And sadly, people have become these cogs that are replaceable. Uh, They are commodities. And in in a world, in a business climate that sees human beings in that way, how in the world could you have levity? How in the world, those are environments that are doing harm. And those environments, right, when they're driven by things like ego, agenda, greed, these little narratives we write in our head, all of those are examples of, of errors in business. They are the things that really get in the way of people 
just quite simply showing up and, and figuring out a puzzle together. That's what business is. It's just one person <laughs> coming together with another person, figuring out a puzzle, figuring out like, are, are, are we good at doing this thing together? Like, can we find the pieces? And if we can, great, we're going to create a partnership and move forward. I think that on, on the flip side, I had this moment that, that I, I want to share with you. It was a few years ago. I was meeting mm-hmm. actually with a group in Texas, your home state. And, okay. <laughs> okay. And, and, and I walked in and it was a group of super intelligent tech folks, all men. And early, early in the morning and some of them had not had coffee. And so the energy was pretty low in the room. And when I was in the corporate space and in, in the software space, I used to walk in and say, we're going to make magic today. That's what's happening in this room. And every single meeting was started. <laughs> They're looking like, around like, <laughs> yeah, like, am I in the right room? What's it? Cause we're talking about software in this room. How is that going to be magic? So this one morning I had, it was a really unusual morning because I had I had been called in to, to help a colleague of mine because she was just really stuck with this group. They wouldn't open up. They wouldn't have any you know, conversation with one another. She said, can you please come help? I said, sure. I'd be happy to. Flew to Texas, walked into this meeting. Energy was super low. I was like, wow, we've got some work to do in this room. And so <laughs> instead of people telling me what their name was, I asked them to tell me something about themselves that no one else in the room knew. What was their superhero okay. power, right? And, or some fun fact about themselves. And then I made yeah. up nicknames for everyone in the room based on, so this one gentleman announced to his team that he and his wife were not having one baby. They were having two. It was like his first pregnancy and everybody was like, wow, that's great. So he became known as the twin, <laughs> the twin maker for the rest of the day. So everybody <laughs> in, the, in the room got these names and the, the energy completely shifted. I could see all of these people as like little boys in the room at that point. And they <laughs> come together and they were having fun and they were sharing this human connection and they were getting to know one another in a different and deeper way as well. And then what happened after that was so cool because we just talked for hours about these ideas that they were sharing, yeah. right? And it wasn't because they were, they were showing up with their work hat on. They were showing up with their human hat on and the work side of their mind was really firing in this beautiful way. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that in, in the corporate space because it's so possible if people just take the time to cultivate this energy, right? It's so possible. So that was a moment of like a shared moment that was super uplifting for me. That was funny, yeah. that was light, that was real, that was powerful, all of those things, right? And no one in that yeah. room, no one in that room was doing harm. They were extending kindness all over the place. It was great. And we were doing great business. I mean, it's not, they're not mutually independent things, right? You can do amazing business. In That's fact, right. better business, more, more like, meaningful, richer, powerful business if you can just show up and be more of your human self with a couple of guardrails in place. That's right. That's right. I love that. So we're not showing up with our work hat on. We're showing up with our human hat ready to work. Yeah. As human beings ready to do, we have these sort of tasks that we are asked to accomplish in this thing that we call work. Those are not the things that define us. The energy that we bring drives the thinking that we will share and the ideas that we will share and the ways that we will come together. And those, that's what defines us, right? That energy, that intention mm. that we bring, that is what, that is the only thing that should define us 
anywhere in, in this life is, is the energy that we bring and the intention that we bring to every single interaction that we have. I think that it's a real different way of looking at the world. <laughs> think about the conversations. Think about how many conversations that would change. Right, right. So how can we maintain or in some cases elevate <laughs> our energy to be able to bring the kindness, to bring the levity, especially when we're maybe working in an environment where people have been beat down or they do feel like cogs or, yeah. How do you elevate your energy to get to that point? It takes attention and it takes intention. Those are two really powerful forces. And I'll answer the question in a couple of ways. First of all, for anyone who feels like a cog in the machine, I, I will remind them that they have choices. No one is ever stuck. You have choices. And so I would say, begin manifesting the next thing that, that you want for yourself. Do it on paper with a pen. Begin writing down, start with a simple question and, and write it down. How do I want to spend the hours of my day when I'm getting paid? And start there and make that list. So no one is stuck. I'm a huge believer in that. So be brave and unstick yourself if that's your situation. Because <laughs> that's a terrible, my gosh, it's a terrible way to go through life. The average person works 90,000 hours in their lifetime. That's a horrible way to have to suffer, right? So no, so never stuck. So if you're in that place, before you do anything else, run to the journal and the, the pen and start with the one question and start creating a new path for yourself. For everyone else who is just saying, well, I'm not bringing my best energy or I'd like to be able to live into my true nature a little bit more. And by that, I mean the, the compassionate, collaborative, generous side of themselves. Mm -hmm. I would say to them that, I use mindfulness, this 2,500-year-old practice, as the gateway for all of those things. So we cannot begin to cultivate new energy until we understand the energy that we have right now. We cannot begin to cultivate new thoughts or new responses until we become aware of where we are right now. So in my work, mindfulness, I use mindfulness as a gateway to get there. Mindfulness is self-awareness. It's the first pillar of the emotional intelligence ladder. So right. in the moment, very practical way to get there in the moment is by making the choice to connect with yourself a little bit differently. By that, I mean pausing, taking a moment to realize where am I in body and mind, so many of us have been on autopilot for so long that I think that can be the most difficult part. So realizing where am I in body and mind, taking a few breaths to really experience that moment. What am I thinking? How might those thoughts become words that become my reaction to something? And then from there, mm -hmm. making a commitment to do no harm. How can I meet this moment in a way that if I can't quite elevate someone else, how can I meet this moment in a way that does no harm? So maybe that is giving someone your full attention, maybe with your eyeballs <laughs> and your mind and your whole self, <laughs> right? The whole self. Maybe it is. Right. Maybe, maybe it's just offering, I hear you. Thank you for helping me understand your position. Maybe it is committing to write those three sentences in an email and making sure that the words that you're choosing are the best and, and most right words for that 
in particular engagement. So I think that there are really small shifts that we can begin to make. And what happens, Heather, is with every small shift that we make from that mindful place, mm-hmm. we begin to create, cultivate new habits for ourselves. And so what ends up happening is that when you become really aware, when you become really sensitive to this commitment of doing no harm, it's very easy to identify when you are likely to slip, when you have a moment where the ego crops up or your some sort of hidden agenda that is very self-serving crops up or these narratives, these little stories that we write in our brains crop up. It's very easy to recognize those things. The more you practice being in that moment and looking at every moment with full awareness, breathing on purpose gets you there. Breathing for me, six to 12 deep breaths in and out of my nose gets me to that place where I can really just focus and connect with myself in a different way that allows me to become kinder elicit something that is going to be better and more productive or perhaps allow me to connect with somebody in a deeper way. That is good. I usually go into an interaction with like set, set your intention Mm -hmm. for that interaction. And and Mm -hmm. how do you want to help others make a journey to whatever intention that you have? Like I would love for everyone to feel like there's hope at the end of this conversation or (laughs) that like sometimes that's, that is it. Or I want them to be really excited about this new product or I I want to help people understand the benefits of X, Y, and Z and thinking about that intention. Or I want to be very mindful and just present And I want them to feel like they have my undivided attention. But I love that added layer of then also do no harm. And because there's this underlying assumption that, of of course, your intentions are going to be good. But no, do no harm (laughs) and make sure that when you're thinking about how you want to show up and what kinds of conversations you want to have with people and how you want to be present, like, what do you need to do to actually ensure that you're not hurting that person or hurting that relationship in the meantime. That's cool. Yeah. and, And the last thing I'll add about that is as we think about business, like I mentioned before, it's just a puzzle. It's just, I mean, if we go back, like talk about levity, right? I I love Mm -hmm. walking into a room and seeing everybody as they were when they were like five, because if you look hard enough at people, for me anyway, it's possible to see exactly who they were when they were five. And then it allows you, to, it allows us to come together in this way that is a little more forgiving and compassionate and with a spirit of curiosity and, and more fun. But the other trick to that is another one of my hard and fast rules for every single engagement, whether it is a conversation like this one, or I'm going in to work with a company. I always think about three W's. I think about who am I serving? What are we going to do together? And why does it matter for them? And so when I get myself into that place of that that who, that what, and that why, showing up for me becomes about them. And, And it puts me in a wholly different mindset. It's not about my my need, it's about what we will do together and how can I best bring my energy to serve this human and to serve this conversation, to serve this puzzle, whatever the case may be. How can I do that? And then why does it matter for them? 
And I think that one simple shift is, is so powerful because it puts us in a place mm-hmm. automatically of doing no harm. Automatically. I mean, right. unless you're a sociopath, right? It puts you in the place of, of <laughs> doing no harm to, because you're showing up in a spirit of we, and you're showing up in a spirit of service and with this in, absolute pure intention to, to help somebody figure something out or reach a different place. Oh, I love it. I love it. That it's been such a pleasure speaking to you about this today. What is on the horizon for Cool Audrey? Oh my gosh. Well, she surprises me every day. And I I talk about her that way because (laughs) she is something that I breathe life into. She very much shows me. So a couple of things that are on the horizon. I am currently writing a book proposal. We'll see what happens. I mean, I've been told to do it for a while. So I am, I'm, I'm living into that right now. I am going to begin accepting clients again in the spring of 2021. And big picture, I think for Audrey, yeah, she will have a lot of friends moving forward because my vision (laughs) is to deliberately create a community of people who have different gifts to come together and work in this, this like spirited way to go and, and drive this revolution, this kindness revolution in business, this revolution of awareness of human connection of human amplification. So big picture, that's what cool Audrey is asking me to work toward in this moment. I am, yeah, in this moment, right. So just keep that, keep that on the top of your thinker, Heather. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a blast having conversations with people, amazing people like yourself and working on this book proposal. So that's what I'm into right now. That is so exciting. If you are interested in learning more about Cole or her very famous friend, and business, Cool Audrey. <laughs> I would love for you to check. <laughs> I'd love for you to check out those links in the show notes. We'll have them posted there. Thanks for listening to the Lead with Levity podcast. Go to www.leadwithlevity.com to access show notes and other resources.